it's it seems like every time that we talk, I'm trying to uh, coax you into buying more technology to upgrade. You know, I mean, you you got the new microphone about it. The mic is great, years. right? Sound is good. Right. So you're happy with that. You were using like a plug-in microphone. I mean, you sound awesome on the podcast. No, no, I actually, I had a crappy microphone because my old one broke and then a friend of mine gave me a crappy one. But the old one is the one I use in the summer because it's, it's easier to travel with. And actually yeah. that one's good. And it's just the lighting, which isn't good, but that's only because I've got this like old uh, camera from like, this camera's probably like, I want to say it's 15 years old, just hooked up to my desktop. So I'm not using a laptop. I've got like an external camera plugged in and yeah. uh, it is what it is. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know. well, then, I'll send people, you... are, people are there to hear me, not see me for the most part. I mean, I'm just, you know, we're just talking football. It's not like we're doing anything in the background. Plus you can see my balcony behind me. Yeah. No, you know? I mean, sometimes when the light, when the sun hits in a certain direction, it gets a little crazy, but yeah. listen, we'll, we'll talk it through. Um, you know, I, I think that to take, Real Man Sports and the Chrysalis Podcast. I think that you see all these like athlete podcasts, right? When you're going through social media, I know you don't go through too much, but that's what gets people's uh, the attention on the podcast are these video clips. So we'll we'll yeah. get into it. I just think okay. that there's a lot of upside for the content you're so, doing. That and you don't want to be on social media. So the other thing you have to do is video and all this. Other I stuff. want downside. I want downside. That's why I do this. <laughs> like, I don't, that's the that's the difference. You know, one time, do you remember? I you're, you're probably old enough. Do you remember when like back in the day you'd have like eighteen is your like landline and then mci would call you out of the blue and say hey listen we'll give you a better deal and then you'd switch because mm -hmm. it was cheaper and then at&t would call you three months later you switch back and they kept doing it and i got sick of it right because it was just annoying so i just decided to have some fun with it and mci called me and they said you want to switch we have a better deal i said no i want a worse deal and she was like no, no no but our deal is better i said i know your deal is better but i want you to tell me why your deal is worse and then i'll switch why it's worse why it's a stupid decision for me to go with you and she couldn't do it because she was on the script right and she right. just couldn't take it and i i derived some perverse satisfaction out of that but that's what i want i want a worse setup i want it to look worse i want to be i want to have downside so yeah. help me out F funny enough when you know you know how you get all these calls about people trying to like either buy your house or they're trying to you know some crazy thing or their investment thing and you know it's bs like once in a while i'm in the mood and i screw with them i pretend i yeah. can't hear them i i tell them i i start going hello you know like crazy voices <laughs> and stuff i said so oh this is a good deal for me you know i start doing like my my bad jerky boys impression uh, so um, dude i i have this idea where you get like a fake online identity, you have a credit card attached, whatever. And you basically, every scam, every phone call, you get like a, 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 you get a phone line dedicated to it. You go through it all the way. Like you're like, hello, absolutely, I want that warranty, but you never pay anything. And you just like dedicate yourself to making all of those, li the lives of all those people so miserable that basically it just like, it, like you were, it's so annoying. They never know that they're getting one of these people that's just going to waste their time endlessly. Imagine if like a hundred people did that, but you know, most people uh, just hang up or, or ignore 99.9% .9 or all of them. But if you had a hundred people taking on every single one, I think it would be over because they would just be like, we can't take it anymore. There's these, there's these psychos who just mess with us too much. I, I, I know I'm, I'm almost like want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, well, so it. not only so that that's a thing that people do now. Right? right. And there's whole TikTok accounts dedicated to it's called scamming the scammers. Oh, so they are doing that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, they're doing it. And then they film themselves and then they they kind of look at the camera going. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, no, there's a guy. I mean, I know you don't like to scroll on the on spy apps, but yeah, yeah. there's some great accounts that do that. Uh, by the way, so survivor week 11 are you still in any of your pools yeah i i was gonna take seattle but like a donkey i switched to the Bengals at the last second and i, I wrote about it i'm not that mad i mean seattle won the last second field goal the Bengals lost on the last second field goal funny story that uh sasha was came home from whatever she was doing and burrow throws that second pick in the red zone down 10 with like five minutes left and i'm like god damn it and i slam my my laptop shut and Sasha's like, calm down. You're a crazy person. I said, I'm just knocked out of Survivor. That's it. So I grab Oscar, who was overdue for a walk, take him out for like 10 minutes, come back up. And it's all of a sudden 27, 24, and the Bengals have the ball in like the 10-yard line. I'm like, holy shit, what happened? And then he throws the ball to Tyler Boyd, drops it in the end zone, get the field goal to tie. I lose anyway, right? I lose anyway. But A, it just felt like such a reprieve, such a miracle that I was like not as mad. And B, um, you know, I like, pick Burrow over Geno Smith. It, it wasn't like a crazy thing to pick. I was a little more scared of the Texans than I was of the football team. But, you know, I, I likened it like 
you're going to die, right? In Survivor, probably. You could win, but you're most likely going to die. You're going to die in real life. But you don't want to die in real life being like, hey, I'm wasted. Let's jump off the roof into the swimming pool. You know, if a meteor hits the earth and you die, you're like, okay, I'm okay with that. The meteor hit the earth. We all died. I died. Fine. But if I was drunk and I jumped off the roof into the swimming pool and I hit my head on the side, you know, that's a stupid way to die. And so I feel like even though I died, it wasn't like a stupid way to die. It was like, I'm fortunate that I died, but I don't feel as bad about it. Does it make any sense? Yeah. Oh, no, 100%. There's a, again, I, I hate to keep referencing TikTok culture, but there's a account and you're bringing up things. See, this is what I'm saying. You're in line with right. pop culture. So it's <laughs> called am, dumb ways to die. Yeah. Right? No, I'm and, totally, I'm yeah. totally on board with that. And, you know, I, I like, I made a meme. I made a meme. Like, like, you know, uh, that Robert, you know, that the movie Raging Bull or Robert De Niro is like, is like, you, you never got me down, Ray. He's like all bloodied and bruised, mm-hmm. and, and never Ray, knocked you know, him down. Yeah. Ray Robinson's like celebrating the win. He like dominated the fight, but he goes over like totally beat up. He's like, "You never got me down, Ray. You never got me down." And I do things like, "I never sold a sat, Ray. I never <laughs> sold a sat." You know, just all these things. Do people you know. get it? Because it's an. It's oh, an obs- I mean, it, it's you know, I never. Well, yeah, people on on Noster get it, but right. the point is that uh, I I get it. I'm totally. I'm like like I would be a meme maker, you know, if I was into that. I I would. That's like I, that's the way I think, you know. Yep. Uh, no, totally. Yeah. No meme culture, meme comedy. I think when it's done right is is brilliant. You know. I mean, that's you know, it used to well, be. Well, it's powerful. Of, it's powerful yes. too. Right. Right. It's it's almost like the modern day uh, political satire cartoons they used to do in newspapers. Right. Would just kind of compare it to that. Yeah, I think even more. I mean, it's just powerful because like you see it, it's funny, it hits and it actually like makes its point in a way that an argument can't quite. I mean, an argument, if you're really paying close attention, can make a strong point. But if you only have a quick attention, it's like, boom, I just delivered um, a lot of information and a message to you in one second. You know, I, I think they're powerful. All right. So also, I'm wondering, like, as far as, uh, you know, I have to keep in mind, like, SEO and, like, titling and, and thumbnails and stuff for YouTube. I wonder if enough people are now ba- – this is the dilemma I was having this week. Like, enough people are, are disinterested in Survivor where we talk about, you know, 10 15% Survivor here. We do 85% fantasy football and other things. But I, I still have been titling this podcast – survivor i know you call it surviving week whatever i wonder if that title i I struggle is that obsolete now it's obsolete it's obsolete i mean it's the only thing it does is a signal to the people been following along we're still alive we still care oh here it is right right if you call it like talking shit with chris liss i was gonna call it like week 11 sleepers to start like that i was using that in my mind but even that is not what it is but but the point is like like um, I mean, if you want SEO, you know, it'd be like the Epstein client list, call it that, you know, then you'll get the <laughs> SEO and then we'll just do the regular thing. Right. Everybody, oh, they have the Epstein client list. Right. I mean, if you're like, it's sleepers to start, that's not what we're talking about. So you may as well go Epstein client list, although I'm not sure if it's in the rotowire offerings. Um, just one note for everybody. I'm on day four of a four day fast. I haven't Ooh. eaten since Sunday night. It's now two 30 in the afternoon, Lisbon time. So I'm going to eat tonight. Uh, but I'm, you know, if I'm a little, if I'm tripping, then I'm, you know, that, then you know why. Wow. Four days, man. Yeah. I, I give you a lot of credit there. That's, that's difficult. That's uh, how do you know, you yesterday was really, ba- was really hard. Today is actually really easy. I feel like a million bucks. I'm almost like I should keep this going. If I didn't have a dinner with Heather and some other friends tomorrow night and I got to eat something, you can't just go cold to like a restaurant. Um, I'm going to keep it going because I feel great today. A little tired, but great. Like really clear headed, really calm. Yeah. Uh, yesterday I was like fighting it a bit, but today I feel good. Yeah, no, it's, um, I, I don't feel clear headed. You know, the, I, the, the once in a while I take those, those CBD, uh, CBD gummies, like yeah. very rare. Right. But last night I, you know, I referee high school basketball, I had a game and then I did the, S, uh, the Sirius XM show for Rotowire. So I was like adrenaline, adrenaline, adrenaline. I couldn't go to sleep. I was like, I'll do it. And then the next day I feel like it's almost like, I guess, hungover would be the right yeah, word. Yeah, you, you get groggy from CBD. I, I yeah. think there's, there's, I get that too. Like, I'm out on that. Um, yeah, yeah, real man never does only CB, uh, what is it? <laughs> CBD. CBD. Most, yeah. It's just THC only for the real man. But, the, but you know, the T, THC and then go ref the game. You know, you see how that goes. Oh, right. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I, it's high school, ba- I, you know, we don't want to deviate too much, but high school yeah. basketball season back, arguing with coaches. It's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Huh. All right. Um, so this week in the pools that you're still in, Let's go down. Washington seems to be the most uh, rostered team in Survivor this week. Go through the percentages. Yeah, Washington is the highest uh, because obviously two reasons. One is they've mostly used the other teams and two, uh, because nobody wants to save them for anything. 
and the Danny DeVito Giants are the nut low. They're the 32nd best team in the league. I don't think it's close. The Raiders blew them out. I mean, you know, they barely lost to the Jets, but that was with, uh, was that with Danny DeVito? I can't remember, yeah. but yeah, it was oh, Danny right. DeVito. But the Jets, you know, are, are in the bottom five. By the way, so, DeVito, good for fantasy, by the way. He saved my ass last week. Well, because didn't he run into touchdown? And Whatever he, it is, 19 yeah, fantasy points. Give yeah, it to me. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was just like true garbage time. They were playing 60 minutes. They played, it was really the first quarter had a lot of drama because they were inside their own five yard line every play. And so there were like eight plays where you're like, are they going to get a safety or not? It was like really exciting. And then they got blown out. But uh, I, I can, I would, you know, the commanders lost to the Giants the first time, but that was Tyrod Taylor. Um, and I think there's a big difference. I have the Dolphins and Commanders available. I haven't decided yet. I would use probably Dallas and Carolina if I had them available, but Dallas can lay an egg at any time. They're, they're soft. You know, they're they're sort of a front runner, and I like them usually against bad teams, but they're soft. The Raiders go into Miami. You know, Miami started out well last year, too, and kind of fell off. And I, I think that September in Miami is a real thing with the humidity and the heat. And you get November, there's not a huge advantage for them at home weather-wise. There's not I mean, like they're a good humidity. team, though. I mean, their defense is mediocre and a chain. If he's truly back, make, I think he's a, a difference maker, but you know, they, they have two great receivers and they have speedy running backs, but that's it, right? Like there's not really tight ends or how about, how about Tua? you're not into Tua. Like, do you think Tua is the 12th think, best quarterback in the league? Yeah, I like the 12th best, you know, or something like that. That's I mean, good. Well, 12th best is to me, once you're outside the top five or six, you're talking about the difference between 12 and 20 is very small. And also the one negative about Tua, and this is kind of underrated, I think, is that because he's been concussed so much, he gives away, like he slides, he goes down, he goes out of bounds. He doesn't want any part of getting a hit. And that's fine in the long term to keep him healthy. But, you know, you <laughs> that that's giving away yardage on a lot of, plays that any regular quarterback would just put his head down at times and get the extra yard. So yeah, that's a little bit of a handicap. And then it just, you have a quarterback that's super fragile. It, it, it makes a little bit of a difference, I think. And I don't know, their defense is mediocre. I don't think they're that good. Um, and they always seem to lose to good teams. They, they do well against bad teams. I mean, you look at their point differential, they beat Denver by 50 before Denver got together. And that's their point differential in the year, pretty much. Yeah. I, I think that that, is a real thing that, you know, like they're the bully team, the team that beats up on the weaker teams and they're the, the good. Well, I wouldn't want to call them the good, bad team. They're a bad, good team. Right. Yeah. They're, I don't like, I don't see a lot of upside for them. I mean, obviously like the speed is real and, and Tyree kill can, I mean, it, they, they have like, they could light anyone up, I guess, but they haven't done it against good defense. I'm not, not like the Raiders are good, but the Raiders with uh, Antonio Pierce are a little bit more. I don't know for sure. It's just two games against the Jets and giants, but right it does seem like there's a bit of a culture shift. Like it's not like a, you know, like Josh McDaniel, like he just looks like a dope, you know? And like, he failed already. Like, I don't know. Like when you were watching Josh McDaniels, weren't you like, this guy sucks. There's no way this guy's going to like last in this job. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of, I, I like that you brought up Josh McDaniel because culture is a real thing, especially, you know, it, it's everything almost. It's like where it starts. So he didn't make it to through jobs, a year and a half in each job. And remember he took the Colts job and quit before, the season started like who does that? I mean, if he didn't want to do the job, that's fine, but he went back to being an offensive coordinator. So he's a guy that like wants to be there when times are good. And I don't know. It, it doesn't, he, I got that same vibe that you just talked about. He just seems dumb. I don't know. Like it just, there's no rhyme or reason to what they were doing. And Pierce just seems more like, I don't know how good of a coach he is. Obviously it's two games, but he just seems like a leader of men, at least for now. Yeah. It's, I mean, I could be wrong about that. It's two games. He's close enough to the age of the players that are playing. And he's also far enough away where he could be perceived as the adult in the room. I mean, he's been out of the league, what, like eight years or something. Yeah. And he just, he just it just seems like, you know, he's, he, he, it's not obvious yet. And again, it may be obvious at some point that he's a clown. It's not obvious to me. Clown right. would be, I don't think he's a clown. He might not be up to the level. Like he threw a red flag when you weren't allowed to throw a red flag. Right. right. He, you know, that, he, that stuff. I don't really, to me, I don't grade that that harshly unless it's like a repeated thing. Um, it's, right. it's more like, he just seems like he's serious about the job. You know, it's like Dan Campbell said all this stuff about biting kneecaps. and was like, he's a clown, but actually he was just serious about the job. And 
I don't know. McDaniels just didn't seem serious to me. He seemed like he oh, was I like. Thought, I thought you meant Pierce. I'm sorry. I thought no, you meant, no, no, I know. I'm. I, yeah. No, I was talking about Pierce. Yeah. I was saying he doesn't strike me as a clown. He strikes Got me it. as like he's serious. But McDaniel struck struck me as kind of a clown. Like I was like, what's he doing? What's he even doing now? Like why is he even? What's the purpose? You know, I say this about the Patriots roster every week. I say, what is the purpose of this team? Like Mac Jones and a bunch of slow receivers and Ramondre just. And Ezekiel, like, what, what are they trying to achieve? Like, why would you have that roster of like veterans, you know, who are like bringing Juju Smith? What are you doing? What do you, what is the purpose of this? And, and the Raiders were sort of like that with McDaniels and maybe, you know, with a more serious coach, you'll see something with Jacobs and Devante and, you know, and, and Max Crosby and some of the good players they have. Yeah. Even though this predates Josh McDaniels, it was always strange that like the Raiders traded away assets for Devante Adams, but you, you mentioned the Patriots. So I want to talk about them. they, it, even going back a couple of years when they're, they're free agent signings with the two tight ends, Hunter Henry and Jono Smith, everyone was like, what is that? Like, those are the guys you're, you're paying up for. And then they got nothing out of Jono Smith. He goes to another team. He goes to the Atlanta Falcons and then produces. So it must be them because he produced on two teams, not them. And now the news comes out this week that not only is Mac Jones not the starter, Chris, he's not even going to be the backup. They're going to allow Zappi and Will Greer to compete. They haven't announced a starter yet. Mac Jones is going to be the third quarterback if he's even active this Sunday. Remember when the Niners, the big drama, Mac Jones or Trey Lance? Like, that's so funny. Like, it's like neither Zach Wilson went ahead of them. And even Trevor Lawrence has had a terrible year. Like, that quarterback class is looking very sketchy. Remember, there was like supposed to be a lot of good. Well, Fields. Fields but Fields is not. Fields has had a bad year, too. I mean, they're all bad. Fields is probably the best of the bunch. I mean, Lawrence probably the best of the bunch, but mm. none, nobody's really like crushing it in that class. Was Purdy in that class? He was. He was the last pick. He he's, been he's, the... The best, he's the best quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> he should have gone 1-1. He went last pick. Right, right. Um, but, I, I but, did... Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say that I, as, you know, Jet fan, whatever, like I, I remember going back to that time that they said like Zach Wilson was like the locked into, there was no debate about it. I was like, how are they not even considering Justin Fields? I still believe in Justin Fields. So this is a good like transition to our next topic. He's probably on a, however many games are left, 10, eight games to prove that the job, that he is going to have the job next year. Cause right now the draft was today list. Uh, Carolina owns the first pick, which goes to Chicago. So Chicago right. would have pick one and they have pick five, right? What does Justin Fields need to do? in order for them to say, okay, we're going to build around him and keep him, or is it just easier to reset the quarterback clock on a new contract? I mean, in a way, I would almost like see what you can get for that number one pick because sometimes you get like, you know, if, if it's like a three generational, ones. right, three ones. And Fields is pretty good, I think, too. I mean, I, he hasn't had a good career yet. He's just shown signs. He's just shown like eye test signs. But I'll say like Chicago is – it may, this may just be coincidence, but not coincidence, but it just may be an anomaly, but there's never been a good quarterback in Chicago, you know, like at least since the fifties, like Jim McMahon is, and Jay Cutler are their two best quarterbacks. Right. And, and Jim McMahon didn't do anything. He just had a defense and, a, and Walter Payton. And like the, the, it's just the weather and the environment there. I just think it's very hard to play quarterback there. Now you look at green Bay and they've had, Favre and you know even Bart Starr, Favre, and and obviously Rodgers and you know Jordan Love doesn't seem like remember the Magic Man, yeah, Don Mikowski, Lynn Dickey. They had a bunch of good, you know, they had guys who had good years, and but for whatever reason, Chicago just seems like this like horrible place to play quarterback. And you wonder like if you if you spend that pick on a quarterback, if he's going to just be up against that. If that's you know maybe it's just again just a. 50 year, 60 year, 70 year anomaly. But it also may be this just a hard place with the weather and the wind. And I know the Windy City is called that because of pol political corruption, but mm. um, but it is also windy and, and, you know, nasty out there. And like, what if they got like elite, you know, there, there's a way to build where you don't like say, oh, I'm going to get Zach Wilson with the number two pick or even Trevor Lawrence and mortgage my future for Bryce Young. If you get CJ Stroud, it's cool. You're good. But where you get, you know, generation, you get like, no, I don't know if it's generational, but like the top, left tackle and the top edge rusher and the top wide receiver or and the top, you know, um, defensive tackle. And you've got three, you know, studs in there and then fields who's like a scrambler and gritty. And then you just get a running back and you just become this like dominant, like offensive defensive line, dominant um, team with a mobile quarterback who's competent enough. Like, I don't think you always just, unless, I mean, sometimes there's the generational guy QB and I don't know anything about college that you just got to take. 
But barring that, um, you, often you end up with Zach Wilson for, and you know, Zach Wilson, Rogers gets hurt. They knew Wilson was a bust, but they should have traded for Josh Dobbs or someone oh, like that. Come on. That's so, yeah. That, right? Or, don't get or, me started. Or, right, okay. But the thing is, because Zach Wilson was the number two pick, they're like, okay, it's really unlucky that Rogers got hurt. And we did abandon Wilson for Rogers, but we still got to give the kid a shot because of what we have invested in him. And now they've destroyed their season, right? And and that and that is the price you pay for one of those picks. It's very hard to take a guy number one or number two or number three. And then without having a long trial, because remember, Wilson was hurt a couple of times, um, totally abandon that. And so usually like, so, okay, yeah, there's upside, but there's franchise killing downside to missing on the top QB too. Yeah, but look what San Francisco did, right? They were like right away, nope, it's uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start over uh, Trey Lance. Nope, it, Brock Purdy is going to start over him. Like there was never a question for them once that, you know, once they saw it, right? So right. good franchises will abandon, will, will acknowledge a sunk cost. So, but you're, you're making a point though. That but, it, but it's hard because there's development time, right? So like you don't know for sure if it's a sunk cost. I guess they must have seen horrible stuff out of Trey Lance in practice yeah. because they were like, okay, we know we're using Purdy and good stuff out of Purdy, but and they traded uh, Lance for like very little. But, you know, the problem is you don't know until you put these guys in. They didn't know, you know, Bryce Young versus CJ Stroud. People are like, ah, oh, you know, Bryce Young is kind of undersized, but we'll see. If you knew now, I mean, Bryce <laughs> Young would be in like the third round and, right. and CJ Stroud would be like trade every pick you have for the next five years to get this guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's makes you wonder, like these professional scouts evaluators, what didn't they see that they didn't like about TJ Stroud? Because what he did, if you look back at like any of the college stuff, it, it looks very similar to what he's doing now. It just translated. Well, I, I mean, for a discussion for another day. Well, I'll just uh, say I, I made a bunch of comps or QBs in my write-up and I, I gave Stroud Joe Montana. So I, you know, I, I think I made a comp with Josh Allen, John Elway, I think if Elway had been in the NFC, he wouldn't have made all the Super Bowls. They only won Super Bowls after he's a caretaker. He was like this dynamic stream athlete, made all these great plays. But, you know, I, I don't think he was like as polished as the Montanas and the, you know, Peyton Mannings and the guys that sometimes he's classified with. And I have Justin Herbert's like Marino with that fast release. And and Mahomes is like peak Rogers, but like if he sustained the peak every single year. Um, and and so the one I have for uh, Stroud, I was just like, this is like Joe Montana. Like the guy's under pressure. He's moving in the pocket. He's not doing a lot of like rushing, but he scrambles well in the pocket. And all of a sudden the ball finds some open guy perfectly placed on time. And you're like, it's third and 14. I got the Bengals and fucking survivor. Like, what are you doing? Stop doing this. But Montana was the same way. He'd be like under pressure and finding Dwight Clark on that play. It was like, he just would just find the guy on the right timing, the right placement. And it wasn't like he had a cannon. It wasn't like he, he was mobile, but he wasn't fast. He just had the feel. And, and it's, that's the guy, he, that's the style that I, I feel like I'm seeing when I watch him play. Yeah. Yeah. You want the guy that, uh, you know, th th who you want in the proverbial foxhole next to you when the bullets start flying, right? The so ice calm. Yeah, yeah. So calm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Brady had to, to obviously an ex extreme, um, this week, Deshaun Watson out for the season, man, that is, uh, if you're in super flex leagues, like I play in a lot of these dynasty super flex leagues where this is just like almost a season ender. It's been terrible. I, I still think, and then, you know, we'll talk about it from a this year perspective, but I still think like if you're in a keeper format long-term, like Deshaun Watson is viable. Like if, if you're one of the teams and you're kind of out of it, and the, oh, sorry, if you see a team that was contending and had Deshaun Watson offer like Matt Stafford, Geno Smith form, and then just wait till next year. I still think there's upside with Deshaun Watson, but Cleveland Browns um, with Dorian Thompson, Robinson, the rookie uh, PJ Walker is the backup. I, one, why do you think they decided to go back to DTR this week? Uh, over Walker when he had a disastrous first outing. And what do you see as can the Cleveland Browns still make the playoffs this year? They can, I don't think they will. Um, and I mean, losing Nick Chubb too, right? Like, so they, they could have like just been a ground and pound, but they lost their elite running back and um, they're switching probably because they know they have no upside with Walker, right? They're, they're, right. If DTR gets it and gets in a rhythm, like maybe he's good, right? Like we don't really know. He had one bad outing. Um, so I actually respect that. I think there's more downside to doing this, but um, if the goal is to win a Super Bowl, not like sneak into the playoffs as the seventh seed and lose in the first round, um, I think this is the move. 
Yeah. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he had a great preseason. I mean, so did Kenny Pickett. Preseason, I guess, means something, doesn't mean anything. You'd rather have seen it than not. A fifth-round pick, mobile quarterback. I totally agree here. Um, we've getting a lot of questions about how to view the pass catchers. Cooper, Njoku, Elijah Moore. I think that, you know, Cooper, I think you would agree, is playable no matter what. He actually played pretty well with uh, some of the backup quarterbacks. The other guys, I mean... Hopefully you have better options, but in some leagues you just you have to play them. Yeah, you expect Cooper to get his seven, eight, nine targets, and that's like you know in DFS. I hated this about DFS, but like all the sharps would be like, "Oh no, no, I'm taking Hopkins every week. He gets ten targets." Like, you know, it doesn't matter that he's playing against a tough defense or he's slow or whatever. He just gets the targets, and Cooper's kind of like that, right? He gets the targets. He's the number one, clearly number one, um, and so you probably use him. But I hate that. Like I like to find the dynamic upside you know, exciting player, um, but Cooper's the guy. All right. Dallas Cowboys. That's what everybody's talking about this week. Uh, I, I was dying to hear your take on this kind of started slow. You already referenced them as a team that's up and down these last couple of weeks, man. Dak has been on a heater. CD lamb. It looks like the best receiver in the league over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm curious is, is Dak is still like 35 to one MVP. Is that a bet that you would think about making? I was thinking about putting that down this week. I mean, I want to tell you 35 to one. Um, yeah. That's that's fine. Uh, you know, I have Dak and CD in my prime time and I was bitching early on. Like, why can't CD get targets like Devontae Adams is getting, you know, week three when Devontae Adams had 20 targets, CD had like seven targets. They kept getting these games. Either they'd lose, be bad, or they'd crush the Giants and get two defensive touchdowns and they wouldn't need to throw. But now uh, I'm happy I have CD Lamb. It's Barkley who's been my, and Chris Godwin who suck. Um, but you know, now I'm creeping into outer contention. I need another couple big weeks. Uh, I, you know, I just think Dak is a, is a stat patter. You know, he, he loves to rack up the stats against bad teams and they'll keep throwing, uh, which is great for fantasy, but real life, I think he's fine. I think he's like to a, you know, level like top 10, 12. Um, but there's no playoff success. There's no, he doesn't usually beat good teams against the Niners, you know, he played okay, but it's still not, um, actually, did they not? I can't remember if he played okay. He, he's on a heater. I can't remember the Niners game was a crush. I think they got crushed. What week was but that? I was can't remember. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, but that's, you know, they tend to fade against those teams. So I'm bearish on Dallas. I think McCarthy's a bad coach. And yeah, I just don't really see them. Uh, I don't see him as MVP, but you, you know, I could be wrong. And 35 to one is, you know, 35 to one means, yeah, you're almost certainly going to be wrong. But if it's only 5%, which is 19 to one, then you take the 35 to one, you know, so it's, it's yeah. hard to get the, you know, nuance and, of and part of that playing that MVP market, you can't just like pick one guy. You have to constantly take the guy that falls to 30 to one. Like when Joe Burrow was down, if right. you got him at 60 to one. That was great. Right. And now you build like a portfolio of MVPs so you can hit. You could be profitable at the end. I think that's you don't just pick one guy and then like, hey, I picked Danny life. Dimes before the season and, and you can <laughs> sell sell your bets. So I've been selling some really shitty bets like Saquon to lead the lead in touchdowns. I sold that. It was like 50. I sold it for like three bucks. You know, I'm like hey, it's three bucks. Like I'm, he's not gonna lead. He's got one rushing touchdown. Mostert has eleven. Now Mostert may not get another one this year, but Saquon's not getting to eleven. And even if he does, someone else will have 15 or 14. So I sold that for a couple of bucks, right? I watch him win it now and I'll, I'll lose, you know, be out of 2000, uh, but, but, the, but the, it's so funny. Like I can't sell the Danny dimes MVP, bet. I couldn't even sell it before he got hurt. I was trying to sell that one. I mean, what <laughs> for, you probably have to give someone a dollar to take it, you know? Yeah, exactly. But no, no, but you can sell it back. You know, they, I like that, that you can sell it now. It's a shitty price usually, but some of them I sold, I was like, Oh, this is just not happening. I'll sell this and get 10 bucks back. And I did, you know, and, I'm like, okay, that's 10 Sell bucks. To who? Just, like a cash out option, you mean? Yeah, it's a cash out option, you know? And it's, yeah. I'm getting like, you know, 10 cents on the dollar, but hey, it's 10 cents instead of zero cents. So I'm going right. to take it. It's All funny. Right. Um, we were talking about the Cowboys. I just, Tony Pollard, man, this is just, uh, he's the biggest, uh, you know, everyone talks about like round two. Oh, it's a bunch of busts. Tony Pollard is the biggest bust so far in fantasy football uh, in the first two rounds because there was even chatter of people wanting to push him up in the first round. I remember he was injured last year. Do you think that this is like a lingering injury? Do you think that just like now that he's taken over the lead role, this was critics of his said he, he wouldn't be good in this role. What is going on? Or is it kind of fluky? Tony Pollard, the trade deadlines coming up in most fantasy leagues trade for leave him alone, trade him away. What, what do you depends suggest? what your situation is, right? Like if you're four and five or whatever, five and six, you know, whatever, five and five, uh, you might trade for him, hoping that he 
get some opportunities, but um, you know, he did get hurt last year and I heard somebody, some people talking about that he's not fully recovered from the injury, but it doesn't really make sense to me because Dallas would know better than anybody if he was hurt and they um, featured him like he was healthy, right? They, they've given him carries. It's not like he's been, you know, he, I don't even think he's on the injury report that much. Like, I don't really no. think it's an injury. Um, and then, cause you could always say, oh, he had an injury two years ago. It's still lingering. You can always like make that the thing, but uh, who knows? And it wasn't like he tore an ACL or anything like that. So um, I really don't know. I was out on him. I just thought he's kind of small for the role. And a lot of those like part-time guys, when they go full-time, it's not the same. And, uh, you know, and, and that seems to be the most likely explanation. Uh, maybe he lost a little step. I mean, it's just playing NFL every year. No player is the same year after year. You're not Tony Pollard in 2022 is not the same Tony Pollard in 2023. You know, you never step in the same river twice. It's the mm -hmm. same. Everybody's aging. And not a, it's not always like, you know, just this incremental sometimes. Okay, you just are not quite as quick as you were when you were younger after getting tackled 180 times in your partial usage year. You know, you don't really know. And getting a full-time load is very different than getting a, a part-time load against tired defenses. So, um, yes. yeah, I, I, I made a lot of stupid calls this year, but that was not one of them. Good, good. And also, uh, you know, you and I have talked about Rico Dowdle a couple yeah. times. He looks like a real player. I, I would expect him to basically uh, his role to keep growing as the as it gets colder out, as the games become more important. He looks like he could be trusted um, in this offense as well. So I think Pollard, even his role might start to shrink, but that might be good for his fantasy output is, is the great irony of all this. Yeah. They can make Dowdle into Zeke and Pollard into Pollard. And it might make more sense. But the other thing is like, you got to get the Dowdles and the clear number twos and as many teams as you can, because it's one injury away from that guy being, remember CJ Anderson that year in the playoffs or Arian Foster or whoever it was that just went bananas for the three playoff weeks. Like, you got to get you got to get that guy and, and it's literally in week 12 week 13 somebody tears an ACL it happens all the time or even just strains a hamstring badly you then have the the league winner that doesn't even exist now he's not even on a roster because he's not worth anything he's not getting opportunities you've got to have those guys scattered throughout all your rosters heading into this period because it's one snap can change everything yeah, the the most notorious guy to ever do this was Tim Hightower, I think. Right? Do you remember him? He was I remember Tim Hightower, but I remember that he had a he had three uh, monster games. Oh. three or four. They were twenty plus point minimums. One of them might have been twenty eight, like a three touchdown game, and you know it was like his third team, and he was right. kind of like a scrub on all of them. And then he right. was the NFFC, like the all the NFFC big prizes had Tim Hightower on their team. Yeah. So, and I like that you brought up C.J. Anderson, who was the quarterback. That did it. I it was, oh, it was uh, Drew Bennett and then yeah. and Billy oh, Volek. Is Volek. Volek, yeah, Volek, right, dude. Yeah. I, I told this story a hundred times, but I was playing Schuler, <laughs> one of my rivals, right, in the stake league, and I was up forty-two or something on Monday night, and I started trash talking him because he only had Drew Bennett going, and I was like, I just started trash talking. I mean, I, I just wasn't. It was a non PPR. It was forty-two points, non PPR. Okay, this is Drew Bennett, right, <laughs> and and I'm trash talking him how I just dominated him in, in the league. And, you know, this is like 2005 or something like that. We're in the office. And, of course, I'm going to give it to him. And then, um, you know, I start watching the game. And Drew Bennett has like almost 200 yards and three touchdowns in the first half or something crazy like that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I, like, like, This is like the most ridiculous. I just trash talked it. And he ended up getting his hands on a ball in the end zone, like on a fade that like was broken up. And that would have won it for Schuler. And I won by like a couple of points. I mean, it was like a miracle that I won it. But it was just that was one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Yeah, no, that's that's the best way to win fantasy, right? Like on a kicker thing or a fluky fractional thing. Although it, as painful as it is to lose your matchup when you check it by like a fraction of a point, it just feels that good to win it by a fraction of a point or a crazy 42 non PPR performance by Drew Bennett. It's not even like it was a Randy Moss or a star at the time. No, I mean it was, um, just, it was absurd. I mean, I was I mean, I was literally, I was almost airplane testing it, and I almost crashed basically. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. That that would have been airplane test. Right? I mean, it wasn't. That's what yeah. I. That's the that's the reference. It's like, look, he can get four touchdowns and three hundred yards. Like that's the max, you know. And he can you get, get on that two, airplane if you need twenty three hundred and four. Twenty three hundred and five is about the ceiling for a receiver, right? Twenty plus thirty. 
plus 30, right? So like the most they can get is 80, right? So if you're up 100 against a receiver, I think you get on the airplane. But if you're up 70, I mean, it can happen. Yeah. Um, I know you, you know, you've made your um, opinion known about the, the medical system, but I'll tell you right now, Whoever Kyler Murray surgeon is, Chris Liss, I, I want him if I ever get hurt. This he he looks like he hasn't lost a step. The guy tore his ACL less than a year ago. He looks spry running around. Is there some actual upside now with the Cardinals? I don't know with the Cardinals, but I have I went all in on him in the stake league because it's a runner running. I told you that a couple weeks ago. I started golf last week. This week it's tough because they both you know you have golf going against with a bad defense going against the Bears, and that could be a high scoring game. Running though, uh, it, it could be a running game. Well, it could be, but it could be a, sh- a shootout, you know, in a dome. And, but then you've got Kyler against CJ Stroud, which could also That's be a high scoring game. And so who would you pick? Now, remember, it's, it's a running friendly setup. Because- Kyler Murray. This is not like a question for me because really? if Kyler has a bad game. He's going to get you 16 to 18 points. Yeah, what but happens- golf, golf at home. There's like a home road split to golf, too, in that dome. And the Bears defense isn't that good. And and Fields may the Lions defense have been terrible. And Fields may turn this into a 41, you know, like the Chargers game. Now, Chicago just signed Montez Sweat. They got a new pass rusher, so they're not as bad as they once were. Now, again, I'm not saying I have the right answer. Obviously, you know I don't. You're asking me what I would do if it was my team. This would not be a decision for me. And again, well, I spe- have... Especially, it's a point every 25 passing yards. Yes. And, and four points per passing touchdown. So it hurts Goff and helps Murray. This is not... This would not be a decision that I would be... Uh, but again, I... I, I get a lot of these wrong. If I start Murray and this is wrong, you are in big trouble, man. You, at least you could blame me. But yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying is that I just think when you look at the floor and the upside of both of these and you put them on a graph, you would just like, oh, I want this guy. The guy who's got the higher floor and the higher upside. Yeah, but it's also his second game back. He might have had that. You know, have you ever played? I've like not played basketball for a couple of years. I get on the court. I'm draining everything. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm good. Second game I play, you know, like the next week I would come back. And I would be like clanging everything. I'd be like, wait, I'm not good. You know, like I was just, I forgot that I wasn't good. Now I remember, you know, he might be like, I feel amazing. I'm back out of the field. And then it's like, oh wait, this is the Cardinals offense. It's had issues, you know, for years. Well, it's, it's not just, okay. So if it was just that, it's fine. But a lot of things came together for the Cardinals at once. First of all, I think I like their coach. I, Gannon, I, I think. The team is held together. They knew enough to start Dobbs. They knew enough to trade him. Right. Like they, they have it down versus right. that old regime. Then I don't know if you watched the the Cardinals. Like even though James Conner didn't produce for fantasy, he looks like a professional real running back. So now they have an actual real running back again right. in their backfield. They're not like running out Amari DiMarcato and right. and you know and Tony Jones. Like they have. Right. Oh, okay, it's a real running game. And then you know Trey McBride looks like. Remember, he was—he looks like one of the best five tight ends in the league right, right now. Yeah. So you add that. Michael Wilson seems like a player. And then Hollywood Brown, man. I mean, he's still a top 15 real NFL wide receiver or something like that. So I think all these things coming together, this is not the same Cardinals team. Car- uh, in the beginning of the year, if we, if we circled Cardinals versus Houston, we'd be like, oh, man, that's a game that I don't want to see. Now, like, oh, my God, this is the game I'm right. like. And Stroud will probably carve him up again. And, you know, and this – yeah. But I could also see it being, I don't know, I'm very oh. like against, like part of the reason I faded the Texans was Strat had so much hype off of that amazing Tampa game, but like Tampa, I was like, let's just calm it down against the Bengals, but he did it again. But I, I my instinct is always like, okay, he's really good, but there's a correction coming a bit and this could be that 1916 game, you know, an ugly smash it up game. Rather, And the Lions though, to me, seem like, Golf at home is like two TDs and 300 yards, like in the bank. And there's upside for four TDs, but he's never going to run, you know, and there's, and there, there is, I mean, yeah, I don't know if I should make too much of that home road split though. That's also a little bit No, no, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. You should, because it's a long enough sample now, but here's the other thing. You get, you hang your, my whole point is you don't, you hang your hat. Oh, the home road split. And then he does nothing. And you're like, ah, what an idiot. Who cares about the home road split? Yeah. Now, again, no one has the answer, but you asked me what I would do. There's my answer. Um, the Arizona's incentivized, uh, or Kyler Murray specifically. I mean, right now they have the fourth pick. Kyler Murray doesn't want that team to have the second pick. Right? I mean, right. th- his replacement would be staring them right in the face, and then he's got to move his house. He's got to be on a new team, and you know, he wants to stay there, and he wants them to get an asset. I don't know. I, I would. I'm very excited about the Cardinals, as you can tell by my body language here. So, yeah. Uh, um, right. uh, let us know what you do. Put it out on uh, on on Noster. I, I always put it out on Noster. Everything's on Noster all the time. Yeah. I tweet all the time on Noster. 
Yep. Um, you can follow uh, Chris List, by the way. You can go to realmansports.com. That's where all his content lives. And uh, if you're watching this video, uh, you should check out Rotowire uh, Premium, the behind the paywall for free right now, everybody. Go to rotowire.com forward slash try. Uh, put in your email, paywall unlocks. Uh, what do you have uh, going on over there on Real Man Sports right now? What are the, uh, and also with the Chris List podcast, what do you have coming this week? Well, I just did one this week and posted it, the podcast, and I didn't What's edit up? it. Usually I spend like two hours editing, and A, because I was fasting, but B, I was like, I'm curating too much. Um, post, uh, you know, I threw out a couple posts this week. I hadn't posted on the, on the chrysalis.com site or chrysalis.substack.com site, um, in a while. And I was like, I'm being too careful and too, it's good to have standards, but it's also good to just generate, start the conversation, make your point, make an argument. It doesn't have to be perfect. You could, you could refine it later. You could say, yeah, when I said that, then I wasn't thinking through a couple of things. Here's the updated version. Um, sometimes I think you got to put stuff out and, and let it and not be so perfectionist about it. So that, or maybe I'm just lazy. I don't know. And so I just released this podcast as an experiment. No edit. Like I don't edit this one, right? I just posted. I mentioned right. that there. I was like, because that's more controversial stuff. I want to make sure I'm saying everything that I could defend that's and I'm fair. happy to defend. Right. But, like if you say the wrong sports take, like who gives a crap, right? Right. You know? Um, so yeah, exactly. There, there's no real high stakes thing going here, but there I would, but then I was like, you know what? I know what I'm saying and I'm just putting it out. So I just threw it up there. Uh, give me feedback. Tell me what people think, you know, of, of the unedited version. It's not the ums and the ahs and the you knows are all in there, which I usually take out, but fuck it. You know, I mean, it's just, it, it's how I talk. Um, and so, so I, I have so an idea for you, by the way, yeah, with the ums right. and ahs. So I, I will, again, I am always trying to push technology on you. You know, there is a awesome AI tool. Like I'll, it's called Descript. And you throw your podcast in there and it clips all the ums and ahs out for you. But does it do it smoothly? Like when I edit yes. manually, it's like really like you don't know that you, I edited. So I'll put it this way. I've heard your edits and your edits right. are fine. Right. These are actually going to be smoother than your edits. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. You're, I'm not like, yeah. There's hard clips in your edits. Like I hear, yeah. I'm an audiophile, so yeah, I hear yeah. everything. Yeah. So but I, I mean, I, I take it out so that like it flow. like there's not like a, a weird rhythm to it, you know, and stuff like that. So, so here you go. So this is why I always say AI is not going to replace, like, let's say your job, you worked for the Chrysalis corporation and your job was to edit the podcast. It's not going to replace you. It's not a finished product. You throw it through the script and 88% of the work is done. You still have to put it in your thing. Right. See, that's it, the problem. I don't want to even listen to it again. Honestly, like I, like I realize I'm like painstakingly doing it, but it's even the listening. I just want to say what's on my mind, throw it out there and then go to next week because you know what? It's like if somebody said, oh, I didn't agree with this. I'm happy to I, I love discussion and whatever. Uh, but like it's like the whole it's just too self-involved. I just want to like I said it. It's what oh. I meant at the time. And, and I believe it. And I may change my mind later, but I don't want to like. So if I have to edit it anyway, it, it's not. No, no, no. Bit, if yeah. you wanted perfection, you could. So if you're going to put a product out unedited, you might as well throw it through this descript AI thing. And then at oh, least I see. and not even check it. Yeah, because that would worry me. That would worry me no, because they, still... I don't want to check it. If I know that I recorded, it, I know what I said. You run it through the AI and who the hell knows what's coming out. It's only clipping that's called filler words. And what happens is in this particular tool, you throw it through and it says, let's say, you know, our podcast, 19 filler words detected. And it'll show you the words right. and it'll say, click here to delete filler words. You hear about that guy that got killed in like the meat processing plant and thought he was like a potato or something, picked him up and squashed him. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. You know, like this automated shit. Oh, you know, the self-driving cars. Everyone's like, oh, it's self-driving cars, you know, and that it goes 100,000 miles without a crash. Oh, that's better than the average human. It's going really well. Oh yeah, wait till we have 100 million cars simultaneously going together. Let's see how that scales. You know, I'm not against technology. I, I love technology. I just feel like... Um, you know, when you, when you have errors of technology, they're big errors, right? When you have errors manually, like you hear a little clip, like when I make an error, you hear a little hard cut a little bit, but it, it's no big deal. When technology makes an error, it'll be like, oh, you, you like spliced two things together. It didn't make sense. It totally, or you made me sound like a psycho because you took out the contents, you know, right. you took out the context of what I was saying. Like there, everything's fallible. You know, everything's fallible. It's just that AI will make fewer mistakes, but when it makes a mistake, it's not, you don't have that human curation to like, be like, oh, I just have a little click there, you know, from a hard cut. This does not, this, again, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not a salesperson for Descript, yeah. but yeah. it, um, most of these, even like Premiere Pro, you know what that is? It's an editing software, like Adobe Suites. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like even when I run my, uh, our, our transcripts, our podcasts through that, 
it, it cuts out all the filler words. And I, I just think that like, it, this is not like editing your podcast, but I understand what you're saying. It's the automatic car that steps on the gas. So just Fine. one in one in a thousand, you know, like there's skid yeah. marks when, when the human crashes usually, right. right? Unless he's blacked out drunk, but when the AI car crashes, that thing's got to, you know, that there's yeah. no skid marks, you know? So, um, it'll, it'll, it basically, uh, you'll tell the world on your podcast that you're really a trans man. It will. And uh, right. you know what? I mean, that would be the least of my worries. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, I'd, I'd probably right. earn some new, new fans. Very Exactly. Yeah. A new community. Um, all right. Well, uh, so who you take, by the way, we, we started with Survivor. I'm Who probably taking my. It's Miami or Washington, and I'm probably taking Miami. But I, it's, I said it was a coin flip in my column, and I gotta just, I gotta just meditate on it. You know, the idea is like, oh, I want the answer. I want the answer. Just tell us who to take. But it's like, first off, fuck you. It's like you're on the hook, not me, for your pick. Okay. Secondly, um, I don't have the answer. So we, I could say a word, I could say a name, and you could feel better, and I could resolve your doubt, and you can go happy for your week, knowing you got a pick that you're satisfied with. But then they lose, and how happy you are with that. So. You got to just pick the one that feels right. And you got to figure out why it is that feels right. You don't have to get into reasons like, oh, because the home road split and blah, blah. You don't have to get into that. That's all just not nonsense anyway. I wrote about this last week. You just got to know which one. You got to use your judgment. You know, these are close. Look at the spread. Miami's like a couple points higher. But if you do percentages, one's like probably 84, one's like 82. It's like you got to pick the one you feel is, is better. But like the market is saying these are pretty damn close. Personally, um, I'm not decided. I think it's tight. There's no right. real pot odds. I mean, that 39% is a little bit, but um, pot odds are over at this point. Unless it's, uh, yeah, it's also noisy, you know, like the, the, uh, the data at this point too. So yeah, you got to just pick a winner right now. All right. Our last topic for today. This is the one that I, I, I don't know. I get crazy because you mentioned like, why didn't the jets trade trade for Josh Dobbs? All right. Josh Dobbs is probably when you talk about the, the, five best storylines of this season. This is one of them, right? I mean, not only does last year he get thrown into the Tennessee Titans playoff game, doesn't fall on his face. Arizona Cardinals gets traded to them a day before the season, you know, makes them at least competitive. And then trade deadline, Minnesota Vikings, everyone thinks they're dead. They win a couple in a row. If I'm going to give you a hypothetical here, if Josh Dobbs leads them to the playoffs and the schedule is pretty friendly, let's say they win a playoff game. What do you do next year? Do you, you wait? You sign Kirk Cousins to a thirty million dollar deal with an Achilles, or do you just say, "Hey, Josh Dobbs, let's give him the eighteen million dollar contract. This is our quarterback. Why can't he be the next Dak Prescott?" I mean, you know, it, these guys do emerge. Russell Wilson in his peak was a was not a first round pick by any means. So, what do you think the Vikings should do in that hypothetical? I mean, it really, there's some information I don't have, like how the receivers feel, the whole thing. I know Justin Jefferson said he wouldn't sign unless they sign Cousins. That earlier. things change quick, though. I'm not saying he still said, but I'm saying we don't know what they think, right? So, like, that's going to be, what, what is it, you know, how much is smoke and mirrors, how much is sustainable? But if he does prove beyond any doubt by winning a playoff game that it's sustainable, um, you know, yeah, you probably let Cousins go. I mean, you, you also could, like, sign him and then, you know, but you can't sign and trade because they'll have like a no trade in there or something. He's a complete free agent. Yeah. Uh, there's no they they can't tag him. Okay, okay. they can't. So he, the, yeah, I'd probably just let him go. I mean, you know, let someone else pay for him. I mean, Dobbs. How old is Dobbs, by the way? I think he's like 28. Let me see. I'm yeah, he's like right five now. years younger or six years younger than Cousins. You know, so I mean, I yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a no brainer, right? And then invest. He'll be 29 in, uh, in January. Yeah, he's got. I mean, if he if he is the real thing, you know, he's got five, six, seven good years left and. You know, it is it is harder when you're a running quarterback to sustain the running as you get into your 30s. But um, it's a yeah, two year thing, though. Like when you sign a quarterback, like look at even the Daniel Jones deal. It says four year deal, but it's a two year deal. They're wedded deal, to him. Yeah. They're wedded yeah. to him. So other than the elite elite guys who get three to and five Cousins years must be like 34, 35. He's drafted 35 going on 36. Right. So like Cousins probably has only one or two good years left anyway. So and next uh, year is like a half a year because he had an Achilles injury. Yeah. 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 I would, uh, I would let him go. If he can't start for week one, then definitely it's a no brainer. Yep. C Cousins 35 will be 36 in August when the season starts. So again is, you know, and with the Achilles, so he'll be 36 recovering from an Achilles. Wait, that 2012 class is hilarious. Cause that was RG three and Andrew Luck who were both gone. And then Tannehill is like hanging by a thread. He was the eighth pick. And then Russell Wilson and cousins are the two guys that are still around the mid round yeah. picks. All right. 
Very good. Very good. All right, uh, Chris Liss. I want everyone to go over and uh, follow Chris Liss's uh, content over at realmansports.com, the Chris Liss podcast, as we just talked about. And like I said, uh, check out Rotowire's paywall. If you haven't uh, done it so far this season, there's a ton of every fantasy sport up there. You know, there's basketball, football, golf. I mean, it, it's take it out for free, everybody. Just go over to rotowire.com forward slash try, peek it out for two days. And if you don't like it, it just lapses. You know, there's nothing to, uh, there's no credit card to cancel. I always think that was the best pitch of the free trial. All right, Chris. I used to pitch that all the time. I'd say, dude, you, that was the best, the best way to sell it to someone yeah. like me. I want to say one other thing. Yeah. Sasha and I are in first place in mm. our hoops league, but we have Curry who's hurt. So we're a little nervous. Oh, the Draymond but, thing. I want to ask you about that. Oh, real man chokes someone out in the basketball yeah. game every time. Why not? Okay. Of course. Five yeah. game suspension. I mean, that is light for that, right? Like, I'm. I mean, he wasn't going to kill him. I mean, he didn't lose consciousness. I mean, it was just like it's yeah. all theater. It's all uh, professional wrestling in the NBA. They're not really. The only time was when Shaq threw a serious punch at Brad Miller. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw Shaq mm-hmm. wind up, and I mean, Shaq was like what, like seven one three three twenty five at that time. I mean, you kill somebody. Remember Kermit Washington hit Rudy Tomjanovich and crashed his whole face in the seventies. A punch is serious. That little choke, that's just some uh and that's remember, some professional wrestling shit. Yeah, well also Draymond takes MMA lessons, so he knows right. how to properly administer these chokes right. also and that when yeah. they let go. So yeah, no, I, Draymond's always been one of my favorite players in the NBA, like from the time he came out and you know, and, and I wanted to go to the Knicks, the whole thing. You know, yeah. it's like I love Draymond, but I mean I think he's kind of acting. He's he he's always bullied. I saw a video series of Rudy Gobert. He's always bullying Gobert. He doesn't like him, they don't like each other. Good. So yeah, so yeah, he said Gobert saw Frenchman. Yeah, he's he French. He's like those French, you know. And then Charles Barkley was like, "Go easy, Draymond." In this one interview, and and Draymond was like saying he's soft, and Charles was like, "Yeah, there's no mean streets in Paris. I think there are now, but right. you know, they were making fun of of Gobert." Um, Draymond is like a more skilled Bill Lambeer in the sense where he's the guy you want on your team and you love him, or you hate him when he's not on your team. Yeah, you, I mean, you you want someone who's rough, right? I mean, it yeah. just Basketball is a physical sport, but like, you know, if you're, I hated that guy who would like throw his elbows, like, you know, you're playing about, you're like kind of give him more space and it's kind of bullshit. Like you want to just punch that guy. Yeah. But like, if he's just a psycho and he's like that, like everybody kind of gives him more space to get the rebound. It's, you know, yeah, yeah it's that's funny. That's it's yeah. brought back some funny memories. Yeah. All right, Chris List, we'll be back next Thursday. Um, and well, I have to think about retitling this thing. But although each week we still, you the know, Epstein we, client we, list. That's what we we'll call it. Client list is yeah. the name. I'll of have the it next ready. Week. I'll have it uh, ready next week. Right, right. Yeah, the the FBI will show up. At I hope house. you're not on it. If you're on it, then we gotta go public. Yeah, yeah. not. I'm not wealthy enough yeah, to be exactly. on that list. All right, yeah. everybody. Thanks for uh, supporting the podcast and the um, and the video. We'll see you next Thursday at 9:30 a.m. Uh, we'll be back with Chris List and another RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast uh, collaboration with Real Man Sports.